the children are going to stay in children's. They're going to stay in here this morning because we're going to celebrate communion at the end of the service, which is the time of what? Remembrance. The Bible says to remember the Lord's death till he comes. Amen. So all this stuff about memory, my memory is bad. I have a bad memory. I don't know. How many of you have a, a, a poor memory? Or some of you can't even remember that you can't remember. That's really bad. Okay, just a test here. Um, I want to see something. I want husbands. I want, uh, this is a risky thing, I know. Um, I, th- I had to think about this before I asked you guys to do this because I would do the same thing you're going to do probably. Why don't you turn to your wife and say, I'm so glad we've been married for... <laughs> for a long time is not the answer. <laughs> hey, why, how, many wives, how many wives raise your hand and said they got it right? Wow, look at that. I've been, we've been married for, my wife and I have been married for 33 years. And so if she's listening right now, I don't know if she is in Florida. Um, I hope I got that right. I think I did. I did the math. But so husbands, how many, how many of you uh, say my husband did not get the right answer? Raise your hand. Did, whoa. Okay. So if you're that husband, just turn to him and say, I'm not a slow learner. Go ahead and say it. I'm a fast forgetter. <laughs> That's true of all of us, isn't it? That's why the song, We Will Remember So Good, because we have to be reminded what? To remember that God is faithful. Amen? He's faithful. That's why in Lamentations, uh, the prophet said, there's all kinds of terrible things going on. I feel like just the Lord, like, where are you, God? And all this stuff's happening. And he said, but this I call to mind... And therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. It's important for us to have intentional memory to remind ourselves of God's truth and what's true because things that are going on in our life are not always the ideal thing. It's not always the way we want it to go. Um, Today is, you guys know what today is we're celebrating in history? October 31st, not Halloween. It's Reformation Day. Amen? All right. Every year, many Protestant Christians celebrate Reformation Day on or around October 31st. It is the day to recognize and commemorate Martin Luther's nailing of the 95 Thesis to the door of the Castle Church in Wittenberg, Germany in 1517. However, celebrating Reformation Day means more than celebrating the event that effectively sparked the Protestant Reformation. It also means celebrating what the reform, Reformation was truly about. The proclamation, listen to this, of the good news of Jesus Christ, that we are saved by God's grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone. Amen? That's what we celebrate. That's why we're here today. You come to church, uh, many, many reasons people come to church. Um, but the main thing we should be coming to do is to focus and fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. It's all about him. Everything we do to the songs we sing, the words we preach, they're all pointers. Okay, I'm gonna do this with you. I want you to take your finger and go like this. We get this from Psalm 115. Um, Psalm 115 says, not to us, O Lord, 
So you point to yourself and you shake your head. Not to us, O Lord, but to your name give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and faithfulness. So here's what I get out of this. I'm not the point. I'm a pointer to God who is the point of my life. So do it with me. The point of my life is that I'm not the point. I'm a pointer to God who is the point of my life. Okay? So I hope you remember the point of that is to remember the point of that. I'm not the point. He's the point. So everything we do is a pointer to God who is the point of life. And so I can't tell you how valuable this discipline has been in my life that I'm gonna speak to you about today. Um, It's transformed my prayer life. It's given me confidence. It's um, helped me minister to other people in times of need. It's helped me to encourage my own children. Um, Many of them have heard sermons longer than they wanted to hear them and things about God that they wanted to hear. My daughter's one time in the car said, Dad, could you tell me like things about God, but could you keep it short? Like she, like one time just said that, like, could you just make it short though? Because she wanted to hear something, but she didn't want to hear the long version. She wanted to hear the short version. And so um, the discipline I want us to talk about today is the habit of grace called memorizing the word of God. Um, Some of you have memorized scripture before, and I'm sure you know the word of God. And memorizing the word of God has a transforming effect in our life because it affects our mind and it gets the thoughts of God in our mind. In fact, the word of God, another way of saying it would be reality from God's point of view. Think about it. The word of God is reality from God's point of view. Listen to what Chuck Swindoll says about memorization of the word of God. I know of no other single practice in the Christian life more rewarding, practically speaking, than memorizing scripture. That's right, no other single discipline is more useful and rewarding than this. No other single exercise pays greater spiritual dividends. Your prayer life will be strengthened, your witnessing will be sharper and much more effective, your attitudes and outlook will begin to change and your mind will become alert and observant. Your confidence and assurance will be enhanced, your faith will be solidified. Isn't that good? The song we sang, Pleasing, the first song the choir sang. Did that sound familiar to anybody? Okay. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord. It's out of Psalm 19, 14. Isn't that cool? It's right out of the word of God. So songs we sing, if you've noticed the choir, it's amazing, they have no music. There's no like music in front of them. Many of you know this. Um, Mildred has done this for a long time. She teaches the choir out of rote, it's called rote memory, which rote stands for sort of like, like rotating it in your mind over and over again. Teaches line by line, you know, note by note, and we learn the parts individually in sections, and then we sing it all together. It's called rote memory. That's why the choir can sing songs from way back, just a little bit of polishing, right, Mike? Gotta do a little bit. Go over a little bit, and then they just remember the words, okay? If you're a choir member, is that not true? It's amazing the songs that they know because they learned them by rote. And so, why do we need to do this with the Word of God? Well, having the Word 
portable that you can take it with you is helpful, isn't it? You may not have your Bible you can pull out all the time, but if you hide the Word of God in your heart and you memorize it, it'll be ready on your lips. And so here's the question, why do we do, why should we do memorization? Why should we memorize the Word of God? When asked by leaders what he thought the number one thing leaders need to do, Johnny Hunt responded, keep it close and keep it clean. Speaking of your heart as a believer, keep it close, keep it clean. This is out of Proverbs 4, 23. Listen to this. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of your life. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of your life. So why memorize God's word? Number one, it keeps me close to God. Amen? The word of God has an effect on me because it gives me reality from God's point of view about me and about everything else and everybody else in my life in this world. Keeps me close to God. John 15, 10, look at this verse. Jesus said, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Abide simply means to make it your permanent residence. When the word of God is at home in my heart and in my mind because I've memorized it and I'm meditating upon it, it has an effect, a transforming effect of my life. I was talking to the teenagers in their Sunday school class this morning and we were talking about the verse out of uh, Philippians 4, I think 8, and it said, whatever things are true, lovely, pure, if there's anything virtuous, anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. Our minds need to be saturated by the truths of God's word so that we don't just do what we feel or we don't go with what is going on in our life. We don't let that translate truth to us. We let the truth of God translate what is true in the world and what we're going through. So the commandment of God to abide in his love, it keeps me close to God. Number two, why do we memorize the word of God and meditate upon it? It keeps me clean of sin. This is a familiar verse, some of you know this one, Psalm 119.9. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. I have stored up your commands in my heart that I might not sin against you. Isn't that interesting? The end of that phrase says, teaches us something about sin and who it's against. What does it say? Against you. Sin ultimately is against God before it's against anybody else. Isn't that interesting? It's against God. So it keeps me clean of sin. Sin will keep you from this book. You've heard this before. And this book will keep you from sin. Speaking of the Bible, you ever heard that before? Sin will, sin will do that. It'll keep me from the word of God. And I, here's a good question. How much of the word of God do I intake every day? Do I just wait for Sunday morning to get the word fed to me? go to a Sunday school class, go to great Bible studies. We have them all week long, women's, men's, and uh, they're great teaching, but that can't be the only source of my intake of the Word of God. I need to be reading the Word of God on a continual basis in my life, and I want to challenge us today to take the Word of God as the Word of God. If it's that precious, and Psalm 19 even says it, it's more to be desired than great riches in, in gold and silver and anything else you can think is valuable. Why is that? Because it's God's, it's reality from God's point of view. I need God's reality from his point of view in this world today. So having a mind that is molded by God's word is critical in our battle against sin. Look at this quote by Adrian Rogers. 
The devil would rather get you to think wrong than to do wrong. Because if you do wrong, but you think right, you'll get right. But if you do wrong because you think wrong, you'll continue to do wrong because you think you are right. Is that not right? What I think is critical, okay? The, the word of God, I hide it in my heart, it helps me not to sin against God. It keeps me clean of sin. So now does it keep me close to God? It keeps me clean from sin. And three, it comforts and counsels others. When I hide the word of God in my heart and I meditate upon it and treasure the word of God as a habit of my life, when, when is the last time you had a situation, somebody called you, you, we get calls almost weekly, a prayer request, and somebody says, can you pray for me? If you have the word ready on your lips and you've memorized it, then the word of God can come out of you that helps people. The word of God, they need to know God's point of view. They need to hear the truth of God, not just my words, but they need real comfort, which comes from the word of God, amen? So comfort and counsel for others, it helps me to be accurate and compassionate when I comfort and counsel others. When you give people the word of God, that's the best comfort they can get because it's the truth, amen? So three, communicating the gospel to others. Think about this, some of you have done this, the Romans Road, we have them this morning, we pass these out, like we said on Wednesday night, to every child that came through uh, Trunk or Treat. We're gonna make them available today, and it basically has the Romans Road on it, which are, passages of scripture where you can memorize these and you can actually have them ready on your lips and in your heart to be able to share the gospel and communicate the gospel to other people. The word of God. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the word of God's what people need to hear because faith comes from hearing the word of God. Amen? It's important to hear the word of God. So it keeps me close. That's why I should do it. It keeps me clean of sin it comforts and counsels others, and it communicates the gospel to others. So how do you do it? Well, Joshua 1.8, we had a book, a series, Pastor Jeff was preaching a while back out of Joshua, remember that? In Joshua 1.8, one of the, the most important verses and charges from God when he was, the children of Israel were getting ready to cross into the promised land and Moses had died and now Joshua is going to be their new leader. Can you imagine that? You're, you have to follow Moses' footsteps in, in his shadow. That would be a challenge. And he said, be strong and courageous for I am with you wherever you go. And then he said this, Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, then you will have good success. So how to do it? Right from Joshua 1.8. The first thing is to memorize it. Shall not depart from your mouth, the scripture says. Or the NIV translation says, always on your lips. So to understand this, in Deuteronomy 6 in the Old Testament, if you were a family member, a household head, you were to wake up every morning and say to your children, the Hallel. You were supposed to say, there is one God, and we should worship this God. And they would repeat this saying, and they would say, there's one God alone. And we should, we should, and it said, you should write these things on your doorposts, and you put them on the phylacteries, and put them on your foreheads. I mean, that's traditional things they did to keep this truth in front of them that God is God alone. And so they, they memorized. Here's what Deuteronomy 6, 7 says. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, 
when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. So know it by heart. So if it's on your heart, it'll be on your children's heart. That's another way of saying memorize and treasure the word of God, right? So that it's on your heart when your children squeeze you, what should come out of you? <laughs> the word of God doesn't always, unless you're like saying, you know, you better fear the Lord. The Lord's a consuming fire. You know, we, we do that sometimes. But the word of God should be what models my life and my parenting and everything that I do. So I'm not saying I was a perfect parent by no means. Okay? But I know this, the word of God helped track me and get me back in line when I did parenting the wrong way and I related to my children the wrong way. The word of God is what helped me and guided me to do that. So speak about it. Memorize the word of God, how to do it. Meditate upon it. Um, it's not enough just to hide the word of God in your heart and to memorize it. We need to treasure it, David says, in our heart. You meditate on it day and night. Psalm 1-2 Listen to the psalmist. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So what does he do? He meditates on it day and night. I mean, it's an all-the-time thing, not a Sunday-only thing, right? Somebody say, that, say this after me. Church is an all-the-time thing? Everybody. Say, church is an all-the-time thing? Not a Sunday-only thing or a Wednesday only thing. It's a day and night thing, right? Worship is an all the time thing. And so what helps enhance our worship of God and making him the point is the word of God. Memorizing it, meditating upon the word of God. So meditate upon it. Here's an interesting thing. Memorizing is secondary to the primary thing and that's to meditate upon it. When I mull it over my mind, I think about it and I pray through it, with God and ask God to give me clarity and to teach me what his word is saying. So memorizing the word of God and meditating upon it are important together. And then the third thing, how do you do it? Not just memorize it and meditate upon it, but apply it. The text says, be careful to do according to all that is written. Another verse for that in the New Testament, Jesus said in Matthew 7, 24, he said, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a man who built his house upon the rock. He said the same thing of both of them as far as hearing. He said, he who hears these words of mine and doesn't do them would be like a foolish man that builds his house upon the what? Sand. So both of them hear, but only one of them heeded. You know the, word, the difference between the word hear and heed? The heed, the biblical word heed means to listen with an attitude to obey. How do I hear? It's important, like today. You're listening home, you're listening here. How am I hearing? Do I pay attention to how I hear? Jesus said what? He who has ears, let him hear. I'm responsible for hearing. Like I'm responsible for proclaiming, but I'm also responsible for hearing what I'm proclaiming and you hearing what, hearing what you're listening to and really heeding it, not just enduring it and hearing it, but realizing it's the word of God. What a privilege to be able to listen to the truths of God's word in a free situation Amen. with no persecution Amen. and nobody coming in here to say, no, you can't do this. You've got a freedom to do that as a congregation together. Um, so how do we memorize the word of God? 
We memorize it, meditate upon it, apply it, and then here's the promise. You will have good success. It will keep you close to Jesus and clean from sin that is against God, and that's the best success and prospering you can ever have, amen? It's not just talking about um, prospering financially. You may not prosper financially. Apostle Paul said what? I have learned in whatever state I am, there with to be content. I've learned to have a lot, and I've learned to have a little, and I've learned the secret of content. I've learned to be content in every circumstance. So he, did Apostle Paul prosper? Yes, spiritually, he prospered no matter what was going on financially in his life. So why memorize the word of God? It's the truth of God, and it's God's truth from his perspective, and we should do it because it helps me in a lot of different ways. And uh, how do I do it? I need to memorize it, meditate upon it, apply it, and prosper in it. So let's do it. Somebody once said, when all is said and done, more than is said than done. So application's important, isn't it? If I don't apply what I know, I deceive myself. Think about that. James chapter one. James, the half-brother of Jesus said this. He who looks at the perfect law of liberty and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man will be blessed in what he does. But he is a forgetful here, and he looks at the word and goes away and doesn't do it. He deceives himself. How am I deceived? I think I've listened, and I think I've done when all I've done is listen and thought, well, that's nice, and then I forget it and go away and forget. So don't be a forgetful here. Focus on really hearing the word of God and what it tells us to do and what God is instructing us to do. So committing God's word to memory and obeying it has the ability to close the gap between God and man. Somebody once said a gap, if you look up the definition, one of the definitions of a gap is the distance that exists between what is and what should be. Think about that in my life. My life should be about, and the word of God helps me do this, it helps me close the gap between God and me. And so, the unbeliever this morning, if you don't have a relationship with God, Romans 6.23, listen to what it says. The wages of sin is death, or another way of saying that is separation from God spiritually. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Some of you have memorized that verse. It's one of the Romans road verses. But in the nutshell, listen to it. It says we are separated from God because of our sin, and there's a gap in our relationship with God. But Jesus... Through him, and he, he, we can have eternal life when we commit ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ. He bridges that gap. That's the good news of the gospel. So my encouragement to you, if you are here today and you've sat in church and you've been involved in church um, and you've come to church and somebody's brought you and you don't know that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to encourage you, trust Jesus today. And here's the question. Has there ever been a time in your life for if you're a church person or not. Has there ever been a time in your life when you have turned from your sin and trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If not, trust him today. Jesus' own words in John 14, 6. He said, I am the way. Say it with me. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So 
The encouragement this morning is if you've never trusted Christ and there's a gap there, God could take all the junk that, that separates you from him away through Jesus Christ's sacrifice on the cross in your place. He loved you, he died for you, and he wants you to be in relationship with him so you can trust him today. To believers, if you've already trusted Jesus Christ, here's my encouragement to all of us. Stay close and clean by taking God's word to heart through memorizing and meditating and doing God's word. Your witness and worship will be empowered. Your prayer life will be enhanced. And that's proof of it because at the end of communion here in a little while, what do we usually do? We say the Lord's Prayer. Many of you have it memorized because why? You've said it all growing up in your life or you've been in church and you've heard that prayer and you know the Lord's Prayer. So memorizing the Word of God is possible, isn't it? And it's profitable. So on the way out, I want to encourage you to grab a Romans Road treasure card that we gave out Wednesday. In fact, some of the ushers, maybe if you can just be ready, they're off the table over here to my left and right, and you can grab them, and it simply has the verses. You'll have to look them up, either on your phone or in the Bible, and you can memorize those and be ready to communicate the gospel to friends that God has put you around uh, to share the good news with them. And here's what I wanted to also do. Um, I wanna encourage you, in your bulletin, We've placed the verse, Joshua 1.8, in there. And so I encourage you to take it, or you can just look it up in your Bible. And I want to encourage us all to take and apply today's encouragement and message by memorizing Joshua 1.8, because it tells us how we should treat the Word of God and how important it is to balance our life and have our life foundation on the promises and presence of God. That's what got Joshua to be able to lead the children of Israel like he did because he, he, had, he was encouraged by the promises and the presence of God. Let's pray. Um, Lord, we just thank you for your word that you said it would not return void. It would accomplish the purpose for which you have sent it. So God, we thank you for the power of the word of God that you've given us your testimony and your testimony is true. And reality from your point of view is what I need to be focusing my mind on. I pray if there's someone here today, the reality is they're separated from you. They know they don't know you or they've been trying to do good deeds, try to merit your favor. Thank you for the good news that Jesus, you said, it's by grace we're saved through faith and that not of ourselves, it's a gift of God not of works so that no one should boast. I pray right now they would receive that gift if they haven't done so. They would do so today, even right now. Would you save them and translate them into a relationship with you by faith in Jesus? And for the believers that are here today, God, I pray that this message would not fall on deaf ears. I pray that we would hear the word that you're saying to us and we would make it a point in our lives if we're memorizing the word of God to continue to do it and to challenge us to memorize even greater portions of scripture and lay on our heart the word of God and help us to meditate upon it for change in our life to make us more like you. So I pray right now you turn our hearts toward your testimonies and not the selfish gain. Turn our eyes away from looking at worthless things and give us life in your ways. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.